Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 110. We visit London's wearable tech show, a smartwatch that you don't need to charge, using technology for a better night's sleep, augmented reality furniture shopping, plus problems with streaming radio from the BBC. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. Headlines for April 2015. BT's launched its 4G service, ahead of its takeover of EE. The cheapest SIM-only package offers 500 meg of data, unlimited texts and 200 minutes, for just £5 to BT Broadband customers. Some big savings could be had by combining your broadband, TV, home phone and mobile. Available now and the links are on our show notes. Next, Channel 4's on-demand service 4OD has had a refresh. It's now called All4 and now supports streaming over 3G and 4G. It offers three categories, on-demand, now and on-soon. Currently, All4 is available on iOS and web browsers, but will soon be rolled out to Android and smart TVs. This month sees the UK release of the Amazon Fire TV Stick. Turn your TV into a smart TV with this dongle that plugs into your HDMI socket. With four times the storage of Google's Chromecast and voice activation from a smartphone or optional remote, this plays Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, Catch-Up TV and a whole lot more. Well worth a look and the link is on our website. Staying with TV devices, Sony has slashed the price of its PlayStation TV in half to just £45. This lets you play PS4 games on a second TV. Next, with nearly 50% of households now owning a DAB radio, it's good to know there'll soon be some new national content. The second commercial DAB multiplex channel has been awarded to Sound Digital, and we can expect stations including Virgin Radio, TalkSport 2, Talk Radio, Talk Business, Jazz FM and British Muslim Radio in the next 12 months. There'll also be some content for the newer DAB Plus standard. Next, our favourite April Fool stories for 2015. The RNIB introduced Guide Cats in their CatNav scheme, Microsoft launched MS-DOS for Windows Mobile, Google released its Pac-Man game for Google Maps, and smartphone game Ingress got in on the joke too. Downloading latest Intel package. And Google Selfie. Take a picture of your face as you view online headlines. The one that had us and many other tech sites confused was Amazon Dash, a Wi-Fi button that you stick near an appliance to allow one press ordering. Introducing the Amazon Dash button for Prime members. A simple way to reorder the important things you always run low on so you'll never run out. Set it up to order what you want, then press it when you're running low. It seems that Amazon Dash is actually a real thing, and its launch so close to April Fool's Day was a ploy to get it some press. Available in the US to Prime customers only, could this change the way we shop? And finally, this one's no April Fool's gag. You've heard of GPS, well this is BPS. 
an enterprising engineer from Newcastle has created a bee tracker. Bees are frozen, then a small tracker is glued to them. With a range of 8 feet, trackers use RFID. We're asking our creative listeners to come up with a new name for this product. Text your ideas to 07882 043 521 and we'll read out the best ones. While you're texting, time for me to buzz off. Thanks Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequency cast number 110. Wow, we're racking these up, aren't we, Kelly? We're getting old, Pete. <laughs> we are a bit, aren't we? So how you doing? How's life? Oh, life's good. Very, very busy, but good. Well, the good news is, in a matter of days from now, we are shooting off to Birmingham for our favourite little event, Gadget Show Live. Are you excited? I am really excited. I look forward to this every year, although I don't think that that's going to make me look any more refreshed. I'm just going to put it out there. Do you know what? It's a hard day's work out there, isn't it? On the on the floor of Gadget Show Live in Birmingham and looking at all the tech. Absolutely. And I don't even get to wear my heels because it's too much of a hard day. I'm forced into flats. Well, at least it means I'm still slightly taller than you. Oh, that's the real reason you do this. You drag me around that floor constantly so that I'm too exhausted to wear my heels just for photography purposes. I'm afraid there is an element of truth to that. Oh, I see. I can't believe I haven't cottoned on all these years. But ahead of Gadget Show, we went to another little show, one we've not been to before, the Wearable Technology Show in London. Now, you couldn't make it, could you? No, I was so gutted. Literally up to the minute, really thought I was going to be there and then I couldn't. And you seem to have had so much fun. Do you know what? It was a very, very good show. Lots of real cutting-edge proof of concept stuff so jealous well we went to wearable technology show 2015 in london and here's what we discovered hi i'm alice ryan and i'm reporting for frequency cast at the wearable technology show 2015 at the excel center it's been a really busy day so far and we've seen some amazing technology such as sleep trackers and fitness trackers and we can't wait to get our hands on a few more bits and pieces today Hi, I'm Nir. I'm from Simagine Media. We help people visualise products before buying them. Fantastic. And how can the consumer visualise a product before buying it? So basically they need to browse a retailer's website that works with us. For example, Littlewoods. They can see uh, a view at home button. They simply need to push the button, install an app, point to the location they want to see the item at, and it appears like magic. Fantastic. Can you get this on all smartphones and tablets? Yeah, uh, today it's available on iPhones and uh, iPads. Uh, we are releasing an Android uh, version in the coming months. So is it already out there for people to use? Yes, it's already available on uh, around 1,000 uh, products in, in the Littlewoods website. Is it all right if we give it a try? You start on the website, you click a button, and then uh, the application would open. Basically, it asks you to uh, stand up and point to the location you want the item to actually appear. Push the start button. The application basically goes in, scans the environment, understands the floor, the walls, the surrounding area, and superimposes the item on top of reality. You can move it around, you can change uh, the item's color. For example, armchairs, different colors, different fabrics, until you're happy with it. You can take pictures, and the nice thing about it is you can also consult with other people. So you can actually take a scene, share it through Facebook, email, whatever uh, uh, you want to as a platform, and the person who gets it gets a picture and you can also play with that uh, uh, picture with other items. So the picture is 2D but it has the 3D information. You can still move the item around, change it and do whatever you want with it. 
That is absolutely incredible. And uh, Pete and I have found that there aren't very many limitations. We've just been walking around with the iPad, desperately trying to find it, but the picture is incredibly clear. And uh, the shadowing on the item does make it incredibly 3D. It's really, really easy to use as well, which is great for people like myself. Where can people try this out for themselves? So we are live on the Littlewoods uh, uh, website using, again, iPads and, and iPhones. We're walking around at the wearable tech show in London. I had a very bad night's sleep last night, worrying about what I was going to be doing today. And sleep is so important. I'm talking to Elliot. Which company are you from, Elliot? I am from Bedit.com, located out of Helsinki. And you're all about sleep tracking and sleep monitoring, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, Bedit is a uh, non-wearable sleep monitor device. So that means that you're actually putting the sleep monitor on the bed, sleeping on it, and once you do that, it picks up your heart rate, your movement, and your respiration, and you can find out how long you slept and how well you slept. Now, I've got one of these uh, fitness trackers on my wrist. That does sleep monitoring for me. What is it that you guys do that's better than one of these uh, fitness trackers? So, first of all, what fitness trackers do for sleeping is great for what they do. Uh, but what they do is only one thing, and that's movement. And so what we are able to do is we're actually able to uh, determine your sleep quality uh, a little bit more concisely because we have heart rate and respiration. And we even have noise, so if you're snoring a lot, it's not fun for the people with you and for yourself it might indicate something like an apnea. We're able to look at people and give them a sense of how, many, how well their sleep cycles were completed at nighttime. Because sleep's not just about quantity, it is about quality, and that involves sleep cycles, it involves efficiency, it involves sleep latency, how quickly it took you to fall asleep, and how well you stayed in bed once you fell asleep. Now I have to ask, assuming you've got all of this data, you wake up in the morning, see all of these parameters that you've been monitoring, how do you actually use that? Can you make effective use of that to ensure you get better sleep? That's a million dollar question, and we've been looking at that in lots of different ways. We've had different uh, professional athletic organizations contact us with the exact same question too. Trying to apply sleep towards uh, sports training. If you have a really high heart rate at nighttime and you've been training really hard, you're probably training too hard. If you also notice that something's going on with your sleep and there's a lot of movement or that your heart rate's doing a lot of weird things, you might have some kind of a sleep disorder or it could be that you have a weird routine and you shouldn't be drinking at nighttime so late or having your coffee or it could be that you're working out too late or it could be that you're doing like stressful activities or watching TV too late and you can change that. So that's what we're working towards is just helping people develop another tool towards looking at their sleep and designing ways to improve their sleep based on the information they have. And how are you actually tracking this? Is this something you have to wear? No, and so that's one of the big selling points of this is that you actually don't wear it at all. You put it on the mattress and you glue it to the top of the mattress and put it under the bed sheet. Awesome, very good. This is available now? Yeah, you can find us on uh, Amazon.com, uh, Bedit.com on our web store. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, after the uh, long show today, hope you have a good night's sleep at the local hotel. I would love to have a good night's sleep tonight. Thank you. Wearable Tech in London, we're having a very, very busy day. Lots of fitness trackers, lots of gadgets, lots of augmented reality stuff. But uh, now we're looking at smartwatches, which of course are huge business at the moment. And uh, I'm talking to Jonathan. Uh, where are you from, Jonathan? JDM Products. We're the uh, distributor for the Cogito and Jaybird brands in the UK and Ireland. These are some lovely looking smartwatches. It looks like you've got three families here and they have a little bit of a difference compared with some of the smartwatches we've looked at. The big problem, I suppose, with connected watches or devices is that you've got to charge them every three or four days. So with these products, you have a battery built into it. It's predominantly a watch. It's designed as a watch, it looks like a watch, but it has connected features. And on those features, it doesn't use the battery the same way as any other of these other devices that you might have. So you don't have to recharge the battery. Every six to 12 months, depending on the kind of usage you have, 
you just change the battery on the back of it and change it for a new one. So it has notification built into it, it also has fitness built into it, so it'll tell you the number of steps that you have. So I've done so far 2,326 steps today. Now that's not many steps, you've no, clearly well, been, been stuck on this stand all day. Rotating around this stand all day long. So it looks like you've got three different ranges here, I'm guessing this is a, an entry level, a mid-range and a top end, is that about right? Yeah, absolutely, so uh, you've got the kind of entry level unit that has some small uh, functional features which goes at £79, you've got the next ones up from that then which are the uh, classic range, which is the one that I'm showing here today, which comes in a kind of a silicone strap which has an LCD display, and then you're stepping up to things which have uh, leather straps, uh, metal straps, with all the same type of features. And uh, do they work with uh, Android and iOS? It does, yeah, straight out of the box it'll work with, uh, connect up automatically with your Android and iOS. You connect up your, your device with Bluetooth, uh, and once that's done then the app tells you everything and you can control everything through the app. Very, very impressive. Whereabouts can you get these? Uh, at the moment we just launched into uh, the Dixon's Airport stores. Uh, it's uh, ranged in Harvey Normans in Ireland, it's ranged in the Dixon stores in Ireland, um, and it's uh, available online on Amazon. Uh, it'll be ranged in Argos and John Lewis over the next uh, coming months. So I'm here with uh, Conan from Samsung. Has it been a good day for you today, Conan? Been very busy. It's been very good. Excellent. What sort of stuff have you got here today? So we've got everything from uh, tablets, phones, wearables. We've got our latest S6 as well, showcasing the Gear S, which is our wireless watch. It's the first watch of its kind that allows you to connect to um, a Wi-Fi network and also to mobile networks. And at this stage, the only wearable that can do that. Fantastic. I myself have got a Samsung S3 looking to upgrade, so uh, I'll be certainly playing with that a little later on. So we've also got something very interesting here that we're currently playing with, and this is the, the bike that you've got with a screen attached to it. What is this? So what we've done is we've taken a standard bicycle. In this case, it's one of our partners being Trek. We have a global alliance with them. And then we've connected it to an indoor trainer. And this particular indoor trainer uses a, a standard called Ant Plus, which is standard across most fitness environments. Now, what we've done is uh, we've paired a tablet to the device and the tablet itself is mirroring onto a large screen TV. This allows a person to sit in their lounge, in their apartment, in the middle of a great city and ride through the Pyrenees as if they were actually in that route. So I think this really showcases how you can use technology today to give you a better home experience or a better experience in life um, by utilising good content paired with really good partnerships to give you an end result. So it's very accessible to consumers? Absolutely. So you know the, the, the whole kit, excluding the bicycle, would put you down under a thousand pounds to have that level of uh, content. This was totally unattainable a few years back and today it's becoming more and more tenable for the average user to get their hands on. Um, that to me is important. I, I want to see more people taking advantage of technology today uh, and not having it only available to the exclusive few um, who can afford expensive kits. Fantastic. Can I have a go on the bike? With pleasure. Right, you've just got off. How was your, uh, your first cycle there? I found out that I'm, I'm too short for most standard bikes, but the video was so clear. It was really, really nice to actually have the experience of cycling down this beautiful view, because I'm not much of a cyclist myself, so it was really nice to be able to have that experience. And to do it in your living room as well, without having to uh, get out in the cold and wet of uh, British roads. I think that's the issue. You sort of start thinking, well, I've got to go out for a cycle, and then you've got to pack the bike up, you've got to get all your gear ready, you've got to get out there. If you can just set this up in your front room, it's so much easier. And next time we'll bring a few uh, pairs of stilts for you. Yes, please. Big step ladder, please, Pete.
Now, Kelly, if I remember, you made a tech jacket some time ago. We talked about it, and I think we even put the video up. Yeah, I did. We uh, danced to uh, Rockefeller Skank, I believe. And, yeah, you definitely did put a video up on the uh, website. Thanks for that. Well, at the Wearable Tech Show, we saw a uh, slightly more professional version than yours. Not that yours wasn't professional. Oh, well, I'm just going to put it out there and say... I did it first. Well, this particular device was actually featured on Dragon's Den from a company called Glowfaster. And the idea was you have these uh, fluorescent LED strips on you so that when you're out running, you can be seen. This has moved on a pace, though, and the, um, the strips are actually linked to a heart rate monitor. So on your arms as you're running, you can see whether you're in the zone or not. Does that sound good? Yeah, that does sound good, actually, because I find a lot of the time you can go out and do exercise and never actually know if it's making any difference like the amount of people that go and do basic things and don't actually really build up a sweat and and you don't know how far to push yourself so i quite like this well we met the lovely ellie stevens who's a professional athlete and she's an ambassador for Glowfaster. i've represented great britain and england um i've been an international athlete for over 10 years now so i just need to capitalize on that and um, make some teams bring my times down and um, make some major championships so how much training do you have to do? I train twice a day, six days a week, have one day off. I can believe it. My training is normally sitting at home watching sports, which is uh, <laughs> far more relaxing. I wish that mine could be that sometimes. Now, you're wearing a jacket that has uh, some uh, uh, lights on it. I believe it's called Glow Faster. Can you just uh, explain how this helps you with training? It's based with the idea of light stimuli and an app that you download onto your smartphone and it encourages you to have non-broken training so you don't have to stop and look at a stopwatch you program into the app what targets you want to achieve so what times or distances and when you've reached those targets the lights on the jacket flash or go on solids and you you realize then that you've reached your targets and you don't need to hurt stop and look at a stopwatch or <laughs> does that mean you go off oh, and have a seat <laughs> no that means you can continue at that pace <laughs> oh that's a shame okay super and does this help your uh, your routine yes i really believe it does and it's taken a lot of the thinking out of my training schedule so I can set a program and I can I know exactly what I need to do and where how I need to achieve it well uh, every little edge helps doesn't it with technology yes. so uh... <laughs> every little second every little tiny tiny little tweak excellent well very good luck and uh, when you're on the uh, Olympic podium standing up the top there can you give us a wave I will of course and you can find more information on our show notes for Glowfaster. Very nice product. What do you think? I really, really like it. It's something I would definitely use. I'm talking to uh, Christine. Christine, where are you from? Hi, we're from Queen Mary University of London, and we're a group of PhD students. Excellent. And what are you doing here today, showing off all these uh, work-in-progress things? Yeah, that's exactly right. We are showing off. We've got some awesome projects here and a real variety of things. So hopefully stuff you won't find at any other stand. Excellent. What have you got on the go today? I do handbags, basically, that have RFID readers in them so people can track their items. Very useful if you are forgetful in any way. I'm now uh, talking to uh, Evan, who's also on the stand. You've got a sort of a Knight Rider flashing lighty thing going on here. What are we looking at here? 
Yeah, so I'm working with musicians and looking at how wearable technologies can be used by musicians to improve their interactions with each other. Um, so we're using eye tracking technology, which allows us to detect when musicians glance across at each other. And then we're using a lighting display to provide the musicians with feedback about perhaps when one of the other musicians is looking towards them. So in a big orchestra situation, maybe when they can't see, can't attend to all of the musicians, they can get this visual notification that someone's trying to get their attention and they can respond to it. So there's a lot of stuff here about kind of the quantified self. Uh, we're more about the quantified other and looking at, you know, how we can use wearables to tell what another person is feeling and what they're doing and how they're behaving. Hi, I'm Antonella. I'm from Queen Mary University of London. And what is it you're doing? You've got some uh, rather nice little green gloves with uh, what looks like an Arduino and some uh, odd bits of kit on there. What are we looking at? Yes, we're looking at a piece of a wearable device made, as you say, with the Arduino lily pad. Uh, and I've got some coin vibration motor um, mounted on it. And basically the purpose of this project is to convey the emotional uh, content uh, in a music, uh, in a movie, through vibrations, uh, to help hearing impaired people experience the music uh, in the movie and also provide the normal hearing, impaired, the normal hearing people with uh, an immersive experience. It's very comfortable, very, very comfortable, and you can feel the pulses throughout it. We've got sort of the, the green felt covering everything, so very, very soft. And then I can feel the pulses going through my fingers and around my palm as well, which is a more sensitive, sensitive area. So when watching the movie clip, every now and again, it is pulsing away, so you can sense, and it's always at an emotional point. So how's it detected when to actually do the pulse? Yes, basically, uh, we got people rating the movie clips uh, on the emotional context, and then we paired those... Uh, movie clips together with the vibration so when the emotion is uh, going on in the movie then it's paired up with the vibrations. Alice have you ever done any speed dating? I haven't Pete no. Do you fancy giving it a go? Why not? Why not? <laughs> so what we're looking at here is a, a concept uh, of uh, meeting people and using clothing to help introduce you to people. Does that sound fun? It does, it sounds really interesting. My name is Nanda, I'm a researcher at Queen Mary's Antennas and Cognitive Science Research Group. Excellent, and uh, you've got a jacket here that uh, has some embedded technology so that when you shake hands with someone you've met for the first time, it does something clever. Just talk us through what's going on. I call them um, icebreaker jacket. It helps to notify, to tell you how much in common that you have with another person based on whatever um, data that you pre-collect. That's great, it's a subtle way of doing it. It's certainly not in your face and you've got a nice colour code as to how compatible you are. So how is this working? How do the two jackets interact with each other? Because I embed the RFID system on the cuff. So it is like you go to um, the tube, you use Oyster card or it's in the passport at the back of your passport. And But these ones are very tiny, so you can embed it on your clothes. And then um, when you do a handshake, well, instead of trying to um, extending the propagation range like other applications, I'm trying to reduce it because I want just only to trigger when you do a handshake or just when your hands come closer to each other. That's it. So Alice, what do you think? Could this change dating forever? I really do think it can, yeah. Excellent. Uh, shake hands, will you? Will do. How compatible are we? Very. Well, Alice, our day here at the Wearable Tech Show is coming to an end. Have you had a good day? I've had an absolutely fantastic day, thank you. It's been a pretty busy one, hasn't it? It's been quite a lot to see, I think more than we were expecting to see here. Uh, anything caught your eye today? Oh my goodness, everything's been absolutely amazing. The augmented reality glasses that we were looking at, the cards, the, the brain sensing headband, made with glove, the heated gloves for women, the, the Samsung bike in your home and the Glowfast products, it's just been incredible. 
definitely been a good show and uh, take a look at the website for some photos. Now, you're a fashionable young lady and a techie-ish young lady. Would you actually wear any of the uh, wearable tech that we've seen today? Well, it's very kind of you, Pete, but yes, I, I am self-confessed technophobe and actually everything here has been really easy to access. The uh, Jaybird Rain Fitness Band and some of their watches, the, the chargeable smart watches, they were really easy and they look really smart as well. And uh, the running stuff, uh, would you be uh, prepared to run about with flashing lights on? Oh, I'm not too sure about that, but I know quite a few people who might. So that's our day at Wearable Tech, and you missed out, Kelly. You really did. Well, no, and you keep rubbing it in. Stop it. <laughs> well, we have Gadget Show around the corner, of course. And uh, if you see us there at Gadget Show, we'll be the ones carrying the microphones, not wearing heels. Give us a wave. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast. One other piece of wearable tech. You use a mobile phone. Ever run low on battery? Yes. If I could offer you a wrist-wearable gadget that you could carry around with you and it would help you charge your phone, would you be interested? Well, I would, but the way that you're kind of putting this to me suggests that maybe I wouldn't. Why, Pete? Well, we're recording this just before April. I'm very worried that people are going to think this is an April Fool's, but I promise you this was in the independent newspaper. Okay, what is it? I'm going red just thinking about this. A way of using your natural body's energy to charge up your device. What have you got to do? Right, I'm going to uh, pause the recording and show you a video. Are you ready? No. Here's how it works. The band contains a valve with a small weight inside that generates and stores energy when moved in an up and down motion. Oh no, I see where this is going. Oh no. No wonder you were going red. Now just plug any device you need to charge into the USB port on the band. Smartphone, laptop, camera, tablet, and voila! I'm going to put it out there and say I don't think I'm going to be using that. Okay, so we've just watched a video, Kelly, and just to prove it's genuine, that was actually out of the independent. How much does it cost? Well, they haven't actually given a price yet. It's in beta test. This could be a game changer. I tell you what, I'm going to put it out there to anybody listening right now. If you can work out what it is, email us and we will confirm yes or no whether you are correct on the next show. Would you be interested in beta testing it for us? No. And funnily enough, we didn't see them at the Wearable Tech Show. I'm very disappointed. Oh, really? What a shock. So if you know what this is all about, this product that could be a game changer, please get in touch. www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequency Cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time for your questions and your feedback now, Kelly. And who have we got first? Well, first up, we've got one from Alan Malarkey. He says his Logitech device seems to no longer play BBC Radio, and he's found out why. The BBC has ended support for Windows Media. Yeah, this is quite an interesting little story. The BBC has recently moved over to a system called Audio Factory for its radio streams. This happened back in February and has had an impact on online listeners, estimated to be 2 to 5% of the audience. The changes were made to update and standardise the infrastructure, which according to a BBC blog was literally rusting. The BBC communicated their planned changes to manufacturers 12 months before they came in, but it seems the changes have impacted a small number of BBC radio listeners using some internet radio devices, including poor old Alan. There's a link on our show notes to the full blog entry from the BBC. If you've been affected, please let us know. 
The next one's from Paul Mace. He asks, I've had my weather station, a WH1081, running for a while. I recently reinstalled Windows 8.1 and now the weather station and my PC do not seem to know each other. The PC makes a noise when I plug in the USB, but it's not recognised by the software. Hi Paul, I feel your pain. It's almost certainly a driver issue and I've had the same sort of thing. Uninstall the driver from Device Manager in Control Panel and install it again. You might find it's got a small yellow icon in front of it which indicates the hardware is not working. Try a reinstall and you should be fine. Next, Des Vincenseller says, Tried your podcast for the first time and listened to episode 109 where you tried voice recognition with a woman from Kiev, which you stated was in Russia. Just thought I should point out Kiev is the capital of Ukraine. Yep, my fault and well done to Des for spotting that. Geography never was my strong point. Shame, shame, shame on you. Next we heard from Gomez. Interested to hear about the new Pebble smartwatches. Shame they do not have an app for Windows phones. Fitbit devices do have a Windows app, but I'm put off them by the horrific stories of their straps causing rashes and burns on people's wrists. Surely these have been subject to a full product recall, especially in the Sue Happy US of A. And when we looked at this before we started recording, you said we've covered this, and indeed we have. Listeners may remember that the Force Fitbit, released about a year or so ago, did cause skin allergies and skin problems for some wearers, and that product was recalled. It seems, though, that Fitbit's new products, the Surge and the Charge, and I'm actually wearing a Charge now, it's very, very nice, are causing some people some problems. Fitbit says the problem only affects a very small percentage of users. In a statement from Fitbit, they say the reactions we are seeing in the Charge are not uncommon with jewellery or wearable devices that stay in contact with the skin for extended periods. According to the dermatologists, it could be sweat, water or soap under the device in contact with the skin that's causing the problem. And Fitbit is encouraging anyone using a fitness tracking wristband, regardless of the brand, to follow the four key elements for maximum enjoyment. Keep it clean, keep it dry, keep it loose and give your rest a break. There's a rude comment in there somewhere. Well, definitely tie into our other wearable tech. So there we go. Thank you very much to Gomez and to everyone that got in touch with a question for this show. If you'd like to get in touch, we'd love to hear your questions and your comments and your complaints, of course. And you can get in touch with us a number of different ways. Don't want to hear complaints, but you can get in touch with us. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 4567. Or you can send us a text message on 07882 043 521. It's the cost of a standard text. Or of course you can send us an email via the Contact Us button on our site. Yep, we'll catch you on the next show. We will for the Gadget Show special. Woohoo! See you later. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.